welcome to Create English on Ripollet Radio. My name is Gabor. I'm your host. It's 2020 October. Uh, let me introduce myself for those who don't know me. I'm an English teacher and I also sing and I write music and I write songs and I combine music with English to teach the language. This is my English language podcast on the radio for learners of English. I hope you like the show. Let me briefly explain what we are going to do today, and then we'll just dive in. So we're going to start with uh, a one-minute question. This is a question that uh, I picked from my students' questions, and uh, I try to answer it in one minute or about a minute. Then I'm going to give you some learning tips, and then we're going to do some pronunciation. After that, there will be a block for families with kids. So I'm going to teach a very simple song uh, about fruits, and that's for well, that's for anyone, but it's basically for uh, families who have kids and want to just uh, learn a song and learn a few words and some vocabulary and practice. After that, uh, we're going to come back to the main block and uh, and we're going to focus on something that's very important in English, which is uh, how we connect words together, just like in any language, but also in English, of course. It's very important to link words together so our speech becomes more fluent and actually it will become clearer. We're going to explore this uh, in the second part of the program. So let's get started. Here's the first one-minute question. The question is, can you explain the difference between what and which? Well, to give you a quick answer, let's suppose the situation is you're uh, printing something, okay? You're in a, in a printing shop and, um, and you want to print some flyers. And so they ask you, what color do you want? Or what colors do you want? Because they can print any color that you like. Or almost any color. So... So the question is, what color do you want? Because you have a wide range of choice. You can choose any color that you want. But suppose the printing shop has only four colors to choose from. Then they would show you these four colors and they would say, okay, which color do you want? Out of these four colors, which color do you want? And you have no more choice than four different colors to choose from. So that would be the quick answer, okay? So what refers to a wider range of choice? almost like infinite, which is of course not infinite, but a wide range of choice. And when you say which, that refers to a limited number of choices, usually something that you can see or that is clear for you what the choices are. So when I ask you about your favorite color, the question would be, what is your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Not which is your favorite color? Because your favorite color can be anything. But if you're buying jackets and you have three colors to choose from, the question will be, which color do you want? Great, so thanks for the question, and let's move on. Now I'm going to tell you something that I think is going to be really useful for you, um, because um, this is related to pronunciation, and, um, you know, um, I've been teaching in Spain for a long time. I've become really familiar with uh, how Spanish speakers speak English, and, you know, the the difficult points for them to manage in, in English. 
and I've developed exercises that I've seen those work really well in the classroom with my students. And I'm going to share some of those tips with you now. But first of all, why is pronunciation in English important? Let's not confuse accent with pronunciation. There's an overlap. Yes, they share common things, but they're not the same thing. I mean, pronunciation is how you say the sounds and, and the sounds that combine into syllables and then syllables into words. So because English is spoken by a large number of people around the world who are not native speakers, we don't really need to sound like native speakers unless we really want to, but we do need to work on our pronunciation in order for other people to understand us easier. And so our conversations, our speech will be, you know, more fluent and will be will not be tiring for the other person to listen to. And also to avoid, you know, mistakes and misunderstandings. You need to work on the mistakes and the errors that that you might have and um, and that's just it just takes time. It takes training your ear. It takes, you know, just uh, sharpening the way you can focus on pointing out and spotting these um, errors and correcting them. Today, let me talk about the past ED. That is how to pronounce the ED ending of regular English verbs. And we talked about this in the past, but now I have a video actually that uh, explains it in uh, with slides. And I'm going to put the link uh, in the description for you to find it if you want to go in deeper and, and you know, do the practice part, etc. Now what I'm going to explain is just um, like a summary of that. I'm going to focus on the main points. And if you understand it here, that's great. And if you need more practice, you just go to the link, go to the YouTube video and you can you can do the practice part there. So basically what we're going to look at here is how to know when to pronounce the three different uh, forms for the ED ending of regular past verbs. And um, let's begin with a musical approach. Let's just not worry about syllables and consonants and vowels and voiced and unvoiced and all that kind of technical stuff. So let's focus on rhythm. Let's focus on music. Uh, we're going to create three boxes. Easy, uncomfortable and impossible. And there are three words that I'm going to say with D at the end. So our words are play, look, decide. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to say these three words one by one with D at the end. Don't confuse D with D. D is a letter, A, B, C, D, right? But D is a sound. I want the sound now. I want to say each of these words with D at the end and see if it works or if it doesn't work or how it works. So the first word is play. Okay, so I'm going to say play with D at the end. Listen, played, played. All right, well, I find it easy. If you try it and if you find it easy, that's good. I find it easy, so I'll put it in the first box. For me, play is a word which is easy to pronounce with D at the end. Played, played, first box, the easy box. Right, our second word is look. Okay, let's try. Looked, looked. Well, it's not impossible. 
but it's not easy. It's kind of uncomfortable. It's kind of weird to say look at the. Okay? I just remember I I want to say the after each of these words. So I can do it, but it's not particularly easy, so I just put it in the second box in the uncomfortable box. Look at the. Okay, second box. Third word, decide. Let's say decide with the at the end. Let's try. Decide. Decide. Well, I mean, this is impossible in the sense that really something that you can't really naturally do or easily do. So, so I'll put it in the third box. Decide. Uh, it's it doesn't really work. Well, for me, this is impossible. I can't say without inserting some helping sound in between. So I'll put this in the third box. Decide goes in the third box, in the impossible box. So we have three boxes. Play in the first one, look in the second one, and decide in the third one. Because the first one is easy, the second one is uncomfortable, and the third one is impossible to say with D at the end. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to try and find some solution, because that's what language does. Language tries to find solutions and ways to work. Now, play, played, works. Okay, that works fantastically. You don't need to do anything. If you want to say the past form, the ED past form of play, it's going to be played with D at the end. No issues, no problems. Played. Right, the second word, look. Well, look did not really work in a comfortable way. It was kind of uncomfortable to say looked. So we need to find some other way to say it. And what we're going to do is we're going to say t, t instead of d. Let's try. Looked. Looked. Okay, it becomes super easy. So the solution for look to sound easy in the past form when you add the ed in writing is not to say it with d, but to say it with t. All right, so looked. There you go, we have the solution. And the third word, decide. Now, it did not work at all. Two d sounds, one after the other. So I need to find a solution. Let's try t. So decide. No, it doesn't work. So the solution the English language has is id. So what I'm going to say is id at the end of decide. Let's try. Decided. Oh, wonderful. Decided. There you go. It works. So we have our three words, each one sounding now in the past form perfectly. Played, looked, decided. So, as you can see, we have not talked about vowels and consonants and voiced and unvoiced things. What we did was use our ears and experiment how we can do it. Now, is this 100% you know, sure and guarantee that you can always get it right? No, it's not because, you know, sounds get uh, distorted. You might mix some things up. Some words may be not as clear as others. Okay, but that's fine. Let me ask you, is the explanation with consonants and vowels, does that work 100%? In my experience with students, it does not. Because they study this using, you know, the concepts of consonants and vowels and voiced and unvoiced and, and stuff like that. But uh, but they don't seem to get it right anyway. I mean, some part, yes, but other parts not. 
So, you know, why not combine the two? Yeah, okay, use, use the technical stuff. That's fine, use the technical explanation. But also look at how you can use your ears to help you and combine the two. And the two should work better together. All right, so let's look at some other words. For example, skip. You know, skip. How would you say skip with d, with t, or with id? Let's try. Skip. Skipped. Skipped. Well, this is uncomfortable for me. It's not easy. I can say it, but it's uncomfortable. I put it in the second box and I use t instead of d. Let's try. Skip. Skipped. Skipped. Great. It works. Here's another word. Invite. Let's try it with d. Invited. Invited. No. It doesn't work. It goes into the impossible box. And because of that, I'm going to add id to it. Let's try. Invited. Invited. Oh, fantastic. It works. One more word. Stay. Okay, let's try it with the stayed. Stayed. Oh yeah, super easy. First box. So stayed works the way it is. Skipped. Invited. Stayed. Three words, three different pronunciations, and the reasons explained. So if you want more details, just check the link below and you can watch the whole video where I explain uh, the same thing, but I give more examples and you get a chance to practice as well. You're listening to Create English on Ribollet Radio with Gabor Legradi. Alright, so let's move on. And this block is going to be for families with kids who want to sing along a little bit and want to learn some vocabulary and practice some pronunciation like and things like that. Um, or just to have fun, like you know, with some of my songs. I, I write like songs, apples. simple songs to, like uh, to teach vocabulary and to teach uh, like English. Apples. And I'm going to share some of those songs on the program. So the first song is going to be a song about fruits. All right, so here's the song. Let me just sing a bit of the song for you. It goes like this. I like apples. I like pears. I like apples. I like pears. I like apples and pears. Okay, I like apples and pears. It's very simple. We have two fruits, apples and pears. And of course, they're sweet fruits and I like them. I like apples and I like pears. So how does the song go? Listen. The melody goes like... All right, and this is repeated. The second time it's different, but the first and the third are very similar. Listen. Ta da ta dum, ta da dum, ta dum ta dum, ta da dum, ta da ta dum, ta dum. Okay, now we're going to add the words, the fruits. Apples, pears. I like. Okay, I like. Let's try. 
I like. Make sure you say the k there, okay? I like. I like apples. Okay, so let's just sing the first two fruits: apples, pears, apples, pears. I like apples. I like pears. I like apples. I like pears. I like apples and pears. Good. Well, let's see what other fruits do we like. I have here oranges, for example, oranges and strawberries. You know these fruits, oranges, strawberries. So let's sing oranges and strawberries now with the same melody. Listen. I like oranges. I like strawberries. I like oranges. I like strawberries. I like oranges and strawberries. Great. Now let's go from the beginning up to this point. We have four fruits: apples, pears, oranges, strawberries. Ready? Steady? Go. I like apples. I like pears. I like apples. I like pears. I like apples and pears. I like oranges. I like strawberries. I like oranges. I like strawberries. I like oranges and strawberries. Great. Now there's another part which goes like, I like fruits. They're fresh and sweet. I like fruits. They're fresh and sweet. Okay. And then there will be other fruits like apricots and cherries and pineapples and grapes. But we're not going to sing those today. So, families, parents, if you want, you can check out this song with、uh, simple drawings, and you can sing along, and you've got the whole song there, instrumented. So, I'll put the link in the description below, and then you can sing along and practice with the pictures of the fruits, singing. I like apples. I like pears. I like apples. I like pears. English, create English. You're listening to Create English with Gabor Legradi on Ripollet Radio, and we have about ten minutes left before the end of the program. So in this, in these ten minutes, let me just talk about the importance of linking words and sentence stress. And what we're going to do is. I'm going to read out seven independent sentences here, with、um, kind of pronunciation that I think is、uh, is good, is ideal for、uh, clear understanding, and then you can practice along. So, the first one: What are you talking about? What are you talking about? In this one, as you can see, we have. Two main points: what 
talking. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? In this question, two words are important: what and talking. The other words are important too, but not as important as what and talking. If we pronounce what and talking clearly, at least fifty percent of what we want to say will be clear. Let's try it. What talking? Imagine a situation when a person doesn't understand what the other one is saying. Maybe he or she is surprised or upset, whatever, and so they go, "What talking?" Which means, "What are you talking about?" You see, these two words carry a lot of information. It's not perfect. It's not completely clear, but it's pretty clear given the situation. So just try and say this way: "What are you talking about?" What are you talking about? Two main stress points, emphasis points in this sentence: what and talking. Right. Next one. Can I have a ham sandwich, please? Can I have a ham sandwich, please? There you go. Here we have basically have and ham sandwich. Right? Have ham sandwich. These would be the two important. Points in this sentence that stand out in volume. So we just say, "Can I have a ham sandwich, please?" We can't just say it the same way with the same dynamics. Like, "Can I have a ham sandwich, please?" I mean, it does work. "Can I have a ham sandwich, please?" would be very strange. Not every word is equally clear when we speak English. Some words are clearer, and other words are less clear. But we never separate words this way when we speak. So pay attention to how words are linked together, and also where the stress points are in a sentence. Can I have a ham sandwich, please? Number three. I'm sure it'll be fun. I'm sure it'll be fun. Sure, fun. The whole thing says, "I'm sure it will be fun," but "I'm" and "it'll be" are just not as loud and not as clear because because they are additional grammar points,、uh, details to the sentence, important, but still the information is in two other words, sure and fun. I'm sure it'll be fun. Number four. I have to finish this by Friday. I have to finish this by Friday. Here we have three words: have, finish, Friday. And the other words like I, to, this, by, are there, but they are, you know, pulled together. They're like they go together. They're like. They're faster and they're not as loud. Listen, I have to finish this by Friday. I have to finish this by Friday. So try and listen to the rhythm. Try and listen to the、uh, dynamics, and your English pronunciation will improve if you if you start listening this way. Number five. 
I'll check it out when I get home. I'll check it out when I get home. Check out home. The other words I'll, it, when I get are not as important, not as clear. I'll check it out when I get home. Number six. Where did you leave the car? Where did you leave the car? Where leave car? Did you and the are not as clear. Listen. Where did you leave the car? Like, did you is almost like a did you, did you? Where did you leave? Where did you leave the car? And number seven. How was your flight? How was your flight? How was your flight? Is a really short. How was your flight? How and flight are the louder and clearer words. If you want to practice this, you will have to start and listen in a different way. Uh, than you have been doing so far, perhaps. If you are the kind of student who tries to pronounce every word clearly in English, that's just not the way English works in spoken language. Obviously, when you write, you write words separately. But when we speak, words just come together and there are like chunks of words, groups of words that are pronounced almost like one word. And if you practice that way, your ears will be better trained for understanding English. Understanding, you know, obviously native English or advanced speakers. This is important. Although we don't need to speak like natives. Uh, do unless we really want to because most most people in the world who use English are non-native speakers so you will find all kinds of accents but it's still a good idea I think to keep to some standard and then you can move away from that and and you know you can go into uh, the details of accents and stuff but uh, but if you keep to some neutral clear way of speaking that should make life easier when it comes to speaking and communicating and understanding uh, other speakers. Okay, before we finish, let's just read these from one to seven one more time. So, what are you talking about? Now, if you can, repeat it with me. What are you talking about? Number two. Can I have a ham sandwich, please? Number three. I'm sure it'll be fun. Number four. I have to finish this by Friday. Number five. I'll check it out when I get home. Number six. Where did you leave the car? Number seven. How was your flight?
Okay, so... This is pretty much what I wanted to cover today. And thanks for listening. I hope you like the program. I try to uh, answer students' questions in the first part, then we usually work on some grammar, some pronunciation things, and uh, and there's the, the family kids block where I teach with my songs. And for materials that I want to share with you, you will find them in uh, the description of the program. Um, I'll just provide the links so uh, you can download them, you can watch them if they're videos. Okay, so this was our first program this season. 2020, it's October. I hope you have a great month. And talk to you next time. Talk to you in November. Stay safe. Have fun. Practice English. Remember, practicing is key. If you like reading, read books. If you like watching films, watch films. We'll talk about how to watch films, actually, in another program. So I'm going to give you specific tips on how to work with your favorite series or your favorite movies and how to learn English from them which is not which is not an easy thing to do right away you know you need you need some tricks and some techniques and some strategy to know how to go about it so we're going to talk about that and we're going to talk about you know other tips learning tips apart from grammar and vocabulary and and pronunciation, of course. So thanks again, take care, and talk to you next time. Bye now.